Aloha, namaste. My name is Matt. Aloha, namaste. I'm Ash. And we are the Yoga Couple. Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. That was different. Okay, switching it up. <laughs> this episode is all about healing our wounds with overwhelm and feeling feelings like hopelessness and mm -hmm. apathy. Mm -hmm. And this is a part of our series we're doing, going through each theme of consciousness inside of the inner workbook. Essentially, we're working the themes. Last week, we talked about guilt and judgment. The week before that, we talked about wounds of rejection. And this week, it's all about feeling hopeless and overwhelmed. <laughs> I think a lot of people... <laughs> That's a interesting way to put it, yeah. This, can relate, though. Yeah, you can relate, yeah. This Have you one ever is... felt hopeless and overwhelmed? Exactly, yeah. By your life circumstances? Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. going to go ahead and just read right out of the inner workbook. Okay, hit it. Yeah, if we're in the wound of overwhelm, we can feel depressed, dissociated, detached, isolated, experience anxiety, PTSD, catatonia or numbness, we could also feel like we can't ask anybody for help because we would be a burden. So we refuse to ask other people for help. And we often say yes to things that we don't have the capacity for, overfilling our plate, furthering us into feelings of overwhelm mm -hmm. because we are in denial of our limits. Yeah. How many of you have too much on your plate and constantly feel overwhelmed by your life circumstances, but continue to put more on your plate. Mm -hmm. And just keep going. Yeah, this one is, this one is pretty common for a lot of us to feel at least at chapters and during times, 100%. If we find ourselves in it chronically, that's when, you know, we get into the realm of being chronically depressed, um, needing to be on some sort of antidepressants or medications usually people find themselves on because they just keep pushing through pushing through and there's nothing getting done and then it becomes this chronic state of consciousness where we just are constantly feeling like what's the point like i'm stuck in this life i'm stuck in this career or this relationship or th with being this parent you know whatever it is that is creating the hopeless the, the overwhelm uh, sometimes we can just feel like there is no other option but to just shoulder it and that's how this can become really chronic to the point where it becomes a lifestyle rather than most, you know, everybody is going to go through this temporarily it, it, at some point in your life. Inevitably, you're going to go through. If you haven't yet, that's really awesome. <laughs> but it is coming because it's just part of life. Uh, as all the wounded themes are, they're just natural parts of life and when we go through them temporarily, they hold a lot of wisdom for us and things that we can pull and, and grow from. When they become chronic, though, man, they're, they're, they're rough, they're debilitating, and they create a lot of suffering. So hopefully this episode, we can illuminate some things around this, this wound and this theme to help heal, make changes, um, and improve your life. Yeah, so this episode is all about being able to identify when you're mm -hmm. in the wound of overwhelm and all these previous episodes we're talking about working the themes is can you identify what theme of consciousness you're in mm -hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about this comes from the inner work book you can find it in the show notes and essentially this is about being able to have pattern recognition and to know where you're at so that you can healthily address and get out of any states that are self-sabotaging or causing unnecessary suffering in your life or in your relationships 
And not every single one of these themes has the same medicine. What works for one person doesn't work for the other. So knowing where you are is really important because your healing is different. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's working through anger has a different healing than someone who's working through overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And not being able to tell the difference, I think, is a disservice to ourselves because we might be going in circles, struggling, trying to fix something in our life or get through something in our life. But the simple information of knowing where you are and what the healing is for that wound, it's life-changing. Life-changing because without having awareness of the themes, one of the biggest things before, you know, we had this, these tools is otherwise you're just kind of grasping at um, blanket self-help statements or self-help approaches and so without awareness of the themes you don't realize that it's relative so like something when you were saying that just now something that was uh, came to mind as a classic cliche joke about this is you got someone in overwhelm or depression and then you're telling them like hey it's okay let's just look on the bright side and everything happens for a reason and it's gonna be okay that's the worst thing <laughs> to say like to so, someone who's overwhelmed by it's the way. like so offensive to them because they're just like are you kidding me like i cannot handle that right now and so it just goes to show how there's so much wonderful information out there and self-help tools and things you can do the number one message though of the inner work is all of them have a time and place and they are not just perfectly successful at all times they don't actually apply a lot of situations and that's one of the most important messages that we're constantly trying to drive home with anything we teach within the inner work and especially by doing this series we're trying to really show how you have to know your wounds and also your partners because otherwise you might be like trying to show up for them being like, I'm just trying to love you. And actually you're offending them. You're pissing them off. You're making it worse. Um, you're digging the hole deeper. You know, these types of concepts of is not helping, even though it maybe totally helped you. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe it totally helped you because you were in a completely different theme of consciousness. And so like, just real quick to wrap this, this little caveat up, like with Ash and I, we have different wounded themes. We have different backgrounds and different upbringings that gave us different things to work on. And so what what I need for healing is ridiculously different than what she needs. Like we literally have, in a lot of ways, polar opposite things we need to feel loved, to feel validated, to feel like we're healing. And it's so ironic because the natural thing that we all do as humans is we project my, you know, what helps me this is what I what helps me so I'm going to do it to you or like share it with you and and then the other person's like well what helps you actually like really hurts me and you're like wait how is that possible because that like saved my life you know and it's like because we don't have awareness of themes of consciousness we're not aware that the healing journey is relative and it's so important to know what what theme you're dealing with and one of the things I want to make sure and say too especially is with your partner because in relationships your relationship if you can be aware of where your partner is and what theme they're they're in, even if they don't even realize it yet, that is such an incredible asset to have because now you have pinpointed awareness of like, all right, this is actually what we need to be focusing on. And all this other awesome information and beautiful teachings are not relevant. We can just go ahead and push those to the side for now for another time. So you can go to theinnerwork.com backslash media and get a free PDF printout of the themes of consciousness chart 
so that you can follow along with us because we're going through this chart of basically emotions, traumas, and helping you all work through them one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And so where we're at on this chart is overwhelm or Mm -hmm. hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And this is a part, again, of a series we're doing. We're calling it the Inner Work Challenge. And you can follow along with us throughout this whole series and join our Facebook group, the Inner Work I think community on Facebook. What is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the inner work group. That I don't know. It's just go to Facebook. <laughs> we'll put the show notes. It's the inner work. It's a community on Facebook. Yeah. And we're sharing tools, practices, yoga classes, obviously mm-hmm. the podcast episodes, book pages from the inner work book so that you can work these themes. Mm-hmm. So today, the particular wound we're talking about is the wound of overwhelm. And so I want to go over, we'll go ahead and finish the thought if there was something else you want to add to that. Well, I just want to help him identify it with the traumas that can put us in the wound of overwhelm. Okay, real quick. So before you do that, I just wanted to make sure and say, so there's there's two ways we're going to talk about this. You're either working up from like the previous two episodes where you went through something that was a big rejection, big pain, and you're kind of working the themes upwards. Like you're working through your wound of rejection. You're healing that. Okay, now you're moving into healthy guilt and judgment. You're healing that. And then when, with that comes this next theme of now it's overwhelming sometimes to sit with our consequences. We left off last week with, or, or last episode with the wound of judgment, having to really sit with this idea of I'm not being judged. I'm just experiencing consequences of my choices. And that's not personal. However, we left off saying that can be overwhelming. overwhelming. And that's what moves you into this theme in the healthy way when you are working the themes and then ash is going to describe with this list probably i'm sure these are going to be what usually drops us into this theme usually from you know we're floating around in something else we're kind of minding our own business up and maybe like you know healthy accountability or courage or something like this or neutrality and all of a sudden a trauma could happen that drops us and puts us into this theme yeah so compounded negative consequences can put us into Mm -hmm. hopelessness or overwhelm which matt just described um when we're working our way up into accountability and doing the self-healing journey Mm -hmm. this is one of the ones we have to face we have to face the overwhelm of our life circumstances so compounded negative consequences from past choices Mm -hmm. can put us in overwhelm age inappropriate responsibilities so you could just Mm -hmm. be kind of like born into this theme Mm -hmm. basically if you grew up with a parent who you had to take care of or you had to take care of your siblings or you had to work to help pay for your family's bills when you were just a child or Mm -hmm. a teenager Mm -hmm. or any type of situation where you were just a kid or a teenager and you didn't have the development to be able to holding the responsibility that you were holding for for yourself and for your family and for your siblings that can immediately set you up to be living from this theme of consciousness Mm -hmm. of feeling overwhelmed in your life from childhood. Mm -hmm. And so now this is how you go through your life is constantly being in this state of overwhelm. Um, Life-altering loss or change. Yeah, that's a big one. So losing your job can be overwhelming. Mm, A bad breakup. Yeah, mm, break breakups, career, divorce, career, career death, relationships, death of a loved mm-hmm. one, anything, anything that is life altering changes mm-hmm. uh, for the negative um, can put you in overwhelm. But we we were even going to talk today probably about how even positive things can feel 
overwhelming and our system yes. can just go into shock and overload mm-hmm. um, when there's when there's too much change. Mm-hmm. Um, things like poverty or abuse, um, anything where your life situation is too much to face. Yeah. The common things that you might think to identify further if you're if you're struggling with this theme is like it's too much. It's not going to work out. What's the point? What's the point? Why bother? Mm-hmm. I'm a burden. Like mm-hmm. I, I need so much support or I need help. And like, I don't want to ask anybody or tell anybody what's going on because I don't want to burden them. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from your own projection of like, so many things are burdening you. Yeah. You're overwhelmed. And then you don't want to be a burden on somebody else. So you kind of just carry that load by yourself. Yep. Um, You might just feel like, there's an inability to cope and face what needs to be faced. And so you Mm -hmm. just freeze Mm -hmm. like being frozen or dissociated is, or just fawning is Mm -hmm. one of, I guess any of them fight, flight or freeze could be associated a bit, but I think freeze particularly going into that state of catatonia of just like frozenness is really associated with feeling overwhelmed. It's like you're too overwhelmed to even take action or move it's like i can't run i can't hide i can't i literally can't do anything i just like freeze yeah i think a good way with everything you're describing um a common connection there is you can say that the nervous system in all those situations is extremely overstimulated and it's fried so a really good way we can catch this in as it um starts to build is the nervous system will start to have a lot of like tension and stress in it. And to speak to what Ash was saying though, with some of these on the list, a lot of times when this becomes a perpetual life theme, especially if it started in our childhood, the subconscious, as we keep seeing with all inner work and any themes of consciousness, the subconscious becomes accustomed to a certain level of stimulation. Um, So in this case, over burdened over responsible over um tasked over stimulated becomes a normal way of life that our subconscious says oh welcome to earth like this is normal i guess i should just expect this and then accidentally like we we put a little seed earlier in the episode today where ash was saying you say yes to things that you shouldn't have because you're already strapped that's how that happens is because the subconscious is accidentally validating how overwhelmed we are by continuing to make choices that keep its nervous system overstressed. And I think, you know, as we've been saying all this too, what it's made me think of is on the topic of consequences, especially when you're coming out of guilt and shame, you might keep making choices that keep your nervous system stressed out. And I can really relate to this in my own healing journey is, I would keep staying so overstimulated and overwhelmed because I kept making choices that would keep me stressed. And so that's a really common way we do it is, yeah, you might be saying yes to things, but honestly, it's a self-sabotage in the form of stressing yourself out, keeping yourself stressed because weirdly enough, when things are not overwhelming, that feels really scary and foreign to us and we're worried that like we're doing something wrong and that's where it starts inner work gets really interesting and ironic because what the ego calls normal safe and and like secure 
is actually sometimes traumatic to another nervous system. Someone else's nervous system who doesn't have these wounds might be like, wow, man, that's like a lot. That's really stressful. Are you okay? And you're just like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's just a normal day in my life. Like, you're just kind of fried, you know? You're just kind of used to it. And you're just used to caring so much. But usually what's happening is the body is breaking down the, the it's it's like you're wearing it even if you know you're trying to smile and grit yourself your your teeth through it usually the body starts to show we start to have health issues from this because the body can only handle so much chronic stress before it, it starts to break down so we'll share some of our own ways we've worked through this or noticed we were stuck in this theme in our life and some stories from our life and we'll also share with you what you can do to Help yourself if you find yourself stuck in this theme because mm -hmm. just thinking positive, like Matt yeah, said, is isn't not, the solution. Yeah. Just be strong and do it isn't the solution yeah. either. Um, this theme has a very particular healing that's different mm -hmm. from all, all the other, other themes. This one is, it stands alone, honestly, on the chart mm -hmm. of themes of consciousness. All the other themes have kind of self-reliance and this one has a reaching out side itself mm -hmm. um as a solution and well i guess we'll just share it is one of the ways that you heal this theme one of the ways is to reach out for help you can't do it alone you have to start asking for help and this is really a testament to the notion that we are not an island and that mm -hmm. we can only do so much inner work because we're a human family and we're all connected and we we can't do it alone we can't do everything alone um yeah, we're social creatures we're we're programmed and hardwired to share life together to go through life together and being isolated is um you know it when we even if we're not isolated but when we psychologically isolate ourselves even though we're amongst people but we but we feel alone that's you know everybody can attest to that it's it's very crippling on our self-esteem and our sense of self so it's so imperative to actually in this theme in particular realize how interconnected we all are yeah and that in this particular theme because we are overwhelmed mm -hmm. we cannot we have to accept that we cannot get ourselves out yeah. alone we can't do it alone actually the healing is to realize that we yeah. can't take it on anymore. Yeah. We can't do it alone. We actually need assistance. Whether that assistance is from another person or from a higher power, it's this humbling notion. And I think it's like perfectly part of the themes of consciousness and the healing journey because so much of it is just self-reliance and inner work, yeah. but not all of it. There yep. is a piece in here of the self-healing journey that literally requires you to go outside of yourself and realize that you're a part of an ecosystem, that you're a part of a human family, that you're a part of a, you know, a spiritual reality that's greater than you and you can't exist alone and yeah. that you do need help. And so um, we'll share, you know, how we've overcome these themes ourselves and also how to get yourself into the the next chapter of healing, which requires mm -hmm. you to reassociate with your feeling and um, mm -hmm. take you into to grief and to sadness and mm -hmm. to to feel is to heal yeah and the reason why moving into feelings is the next step is because the the most common characteristic of this wound is to numb ourselves yeah 
because we it's too much so how many of you when you think like oh like you know you're overwhelmed and somebody gives you advice and they're telling you think positive or like you know giving you solutions that are more self-motivated then you hear that the actual the actual solution to this theme to heal this theme of overwhelm is to get support from someone else <laughs> and to feel sad to cry to, yeah. to let yourself to grieve to like yeah feel sad and to cry and admit you're overwhelmed like that's the actual yeah. nobody tells you that no one's like hey you're overwhelmed hey do you want to just cry yeah you want me to just hold you while you cry no nobody <laughs> effing says that in like, the irony you come on this. you got this Buck and it's up. like that yeah. is not what you need right now no. and so i think it's good and hopefully validating for you if you are yeah. in this theme to hear that we see you we hear you we've both been there mm -hmm. and you do need to cry you do need someone to just hold you while you cry yeah. you do need to just let somebody make you food and you just say i can't and like yeah. you just like let go and like accept how overwhelmed you are and feel the grief and sadness of that of like that mm -hmm. surrender like mm -hmm. white flag up like i'm surrendered mm -hmm. and there's a grief that comes with that of like even grieving your own capabilities or grieving, mm -hmm. you know, that you didn't succeed at all the things you thought you were going to succeed at. And like, you do have a limit. Yeah. Grieving like, your limits grieving and that your you're limits. only human. Or yeah, just yeah. grieving your life circumstances that this is too much for me to handle on my own and I can't change all this. Yeah. And it's like, it really is healthy to go into grieving. Yeah. And so I just wanted to add real quick, at bare minimum, the thing that is ultimately our own inner work here is to at nothing else surrender to a higher power. And so you're at least admitting, um, I, I cannot do this on my own. And that's why, like, say in addiction recovery, that's like step one. You have to just you have to surrender to a higher power and say, I cannot do this by myself and it's important for you all to understand that these states we're talking about are supposed to be transitory yeah one leads to the next so as you allow yourself to feel these quote-unquote negative emotions like overwhelm or grief or anger they are the medicine because they yeah. allow you to embody and feel and let go of your trauma instead yeah. of hold it in your body yep. and it make you sick yep. so it, these emotions are they are like transformative energy it's like mm -hmm. putting a fire to something it's like you're transforming it into something different mm -hmm. and it creates all this like heat and change inside of you and so like you have to let yourself go through the negative the fire of things because it it, it it's what changes you and transforms you and takes you from point a where you are into point b but if you freeze and you stay cold and you don't let yourself go Shut through that down. transitory you know emotion of like negativity or darkness it's like the seed going into the darkness of the soil you have to let yourself go through these dark moments like the baby in the womb we have so many symbolism in spirituality and in life that the dark night of the soul yeah that these things are necessary transitory states that lead to new life mm -hmm. and when you get to the other side of this healing you will have new life you'll be reborn because you are different from the person you were before you went through that. That process is what it makes you into that greater version of yeah, yourself. Yeah, you're reborn. You are a new version of you that was birthed out of this dark place. Yeah. And so these are all transitory states that are kind of part of that ripening that we need to go through. So I had an idea just now that let's try to help commit ourselves to doing is, so I had an idea, instead of using um, positive and negative, or negativity as terms i had an idea let's call it comfortable and uncomfortable i love it because that's honestly all this is 
Yeah. They're not negative emotions. They're just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like but we like, associate uncomfortable yeah. with negative because nobody wants. Yeah, to be exactly. And so. so what I was thinking about this play on words is just because anytime we can avoid the ego's associations with better and worse, higher, or lower, negative and positive, And if we can try to just call things what they are without it having to be associated in some sort of hierarchy, like something being uncomfortable is just uncomfortable. But if I say it's negative, it's easy for the ego to say, yeah, that's bad. I don't (laughs) have those. I don't want that. So it's like, okay, so this, so let's see if we can just try it for the rest of this episode at least. And then let's try it forever. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So. And I love you. Oh, I love you too. You're so smart. So. (laughs) sometimes when matt's talking on the podcast i stare at him and i think i'm so in love with him and he doesn't know and then i don't get to tell him because we're in the middle of a recording and then it just kind of moves on but oh my gosh you'll be talking and i would just be staring at you and i'm like that's mommy i love you too so (laughs) sweet okay i'm i'm embarrassed let's let's keep moving accept the love i am accepting the love okay (laughs) so all right so it's uncomfortable Uh, This theme especially is like literally the epitome of discomfort and we're overwhelmed by something and It's hard to let ourselves feel that because we're worried that if we feel it it will break us And we need to break and and the irony is in order to get out of this you have to break eventually That's why it's called hitting bottom. You you have to let go eventually and as soon as you let go things start to change So just before we start diving into our examples, there's two main, as we keep doing with each theme, there's two main ways the ego mind will try to cope with this theme, this wound. There's an overcompensating approach and an avoidant approach. The overcompensating approach we've already described, it's the person who says yes, they just grit their self through it. They're like, I got this. They keep taking on more. Their nervous system becomes accustomed to high levels of stress and they just say this is normal and they push, push, push and then they eventually snap or fall apart. The avoidant is your more classic depression where they hide from all their burdens. They want to shut down, freeze, go lay in bed, disappear from the world. What's the point? I'm not even going to get out of bed. And they take an avoidant strategy of maybe if I just stick my head in the sand, all my problems will go away. And so the avoidant approach is to try to hide from their consequences, hide from the overwhelm. And of course, this never works either because it actually just makes it get worse. It composts it. It, it, um, uh, That compost reference is that it gets worse. It gets rotten, (laughs) like it festers, not compost in the form of like, oh, yeah, it's great. It heals it like it. It compounds the concerns because now you just spent days after days after days just avoiding the issue. So those are the two big things. And ironically, actually, Ash and I have each kind of taken these approaches ourselves in how we've moved through these themes or this wound. And so I think anything else to add on just the overview before we dive into some examples? I think that was good. Yeah. Okay. So you want me to start with mine or you want to start? Yeah, let's start with yours if you have something. Okay. So I think my example is mine is usually coming from what I mentioned earlier. There's been a there's been a couple times where in our life we've sustained some pretty huge losses and I've been overwhelmed and put into this theme just through the loss trauma that we talked about. The the lava coming, we lost a bunch of money, lost a job, right? Like we've gone through some big hits in our life 
of loss and massive changes that really shook me at my core. So that definitely um, is a, a huge source of it. But I want to talk about, I think instead on that, I think I want to go over more for me, the one that comes from consequences. Mm. And because I have so much healing I've had to do with shame and guilt, I've made a lot of choices in my life that I'm not proud of. And I've hurt a lot of people out of that wounded state of, of shame and guilt and created for myself consequences that I don't like. And because of my evolution and and not developing these through some of these themes i haven't really known how to go through painful consequences without the numbing it's like i try to skip it um and it all kind of started too like when i was a boy and my dad you know my, my grandma died so here we go big loss right big change and then he was like you know don't cry like be tough don't you be a man and you know i was i don't know somewhere like eight ten somewhere around that age i forget now when exactly that was but i just remember being a boy and i i think like i turned off my crying pretty much from then on and it kind of you know then it got reinforced in sports and football and wrestling and all the other tough sports that i did where it was like man the fuck up like don't cry and so i think the solution came became don't feel your consequences just numb out and then i think that's why i turned into such a good addict is because you know drinking and smoking and using substances or experiences like or sex are great distractions from how you really feel and so for me i think the biggest way this played out was trying to think i can skip facing the consequences and then i think being married and being with someone who constantly like held me accountable and didn't let me skip shit, you know, like didn't let me like get out of the consequence because see if I'm by myself, I can like just kind of dodge it and act like it didn't happen. <laughs> like kind of move on and like burn the bridge and get away from the person. So I never have to feel like see them again, you know, and be reminded of my consequences. But with you, it's like if I hurt you because of a choice I made out of one of those wounded states, I have to really sit with the consequence and it's like really heavy. Like I hate hurting you. It's like the worst thing in my life. It's so overwhelming to me and it really, um, it just like drives me nuts. Like I, I just never want to do it. I don't want to hurt you. So when I do, it's extremely overwhelming because it's the last thing in the world I want. And in a relationship, I've had to really learn this one of being able to just sit in the discomfort of that without numbing it. And that can be overwhelming. It can be really, really hard to do. And so another, I can think of this in two ways. It's like in one way I overcompensated by just being like, I don't feel anything. I'm fine. I can do it. But then also another version of avoidant I just thought of too is the avoidant also doesn't let themselves feel anything. It's another style of avoidance where I just say, I don't feel anything. And then I just like cut off my emotions in order to cope. I'm so, really glad that you brought up substances with this theme because I do think that is the most common way we deal with 100%. it. 100%. And most people aren't even aware they're compensating for overwhelm because society has just entrained us like, it's oh, it was a hard day at work. Go, you know, let's have a bottle of wine or 
Let's go to the bar. I'm stressed. You ready for a drink? Yeah. Or stressful. You know, smoking weed or whatever the thing is. It's just become so like classic as a normal thing to do when you're stressed or Mm -hmm. overstimulated or overwhelmed that we bypass the feeling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. So let me just have a drink. And it's like, oh, now I'm better. And while that is a nice relief from maybe the stress it it's a disservice to us because we don't actually get to feel those emotions which would if we would feel it drive us to make changes in our life or do something about it or operate differently it's kind of interesting because overwhelm in a sense it's like apathy it's numbing it's very it's like stagnant water Mm -hmm. and i feel like if somebody is living in this theme as a perpetual theme of consciousness i'm just like having all these flashes now that it makes so much sense that it's that classic like their life doesn't progress and they just it's like the alcoholic thing like just drinking every day after work and just stay in circles and like you don't have the energy to do anything different yeah and so you just keep yourself in the same pattern, but you're also like super apathetic toward your life and depressed. Yep. And it's like so that just, feeling of a meaningless, repetitive, mundane life yeah. where the only thing to look forward to is another drink to numb yourself. Like that is the epitome of this yeah. theme. Yeah, you're in a holding pattern. If you get like into, if you fall into the depth of it as like a theme of consciousness, that's what it looks like. Yeah, so, so in a lot of ways, I would do that pattern and you brought up a good point around um, the other way. The other ways you can't move your life forward is one of the side effects I noticed of doing this is that if you don't let yourself feel the discomfort of your consequences, you you also don't learn anything. Ah, and, and that's you, the biggest one. And that's one of the things. One of the weirdest side effects I noticed about finally letting myself feel overwhelming emotions is that. Uh, I learned a lot faster and I didn't repeat the mistake as much because I'm like, fuck that, that hurt. I never want to do that again. But if you skip your overwhelm, you don't learn because you're kind of scapegoating the consequence in a delusional way of thinking, I didn't feel anything because you can blunt your emotion by deluding yourself and thinking you didn't feel anything with some horrible choice you just made or hurt you just caused and what i notice is yeah i can't make positive changes because i'm not feeling the full weight of it in the first place to think it needs to change yeah and so one of the things that would drive you nuts is like you would see me repeat the mistake over and over and over again because when i would fuck up in our relationship and hurt you i would just go drink or smoke to cope after having the clarity with you i'm sorry i get it i see it but then I would like drink or smoke either during that conversation or after or before. And so somehow, even if I had the epiphany, even if I saw it very clearly, it wouldn't matter because as quick as I possibly could, I wouldn't feel the full weight of it and I would move on. And I'd just be like, okay, let's move on. And that was like that overcompensating attitude of like, okay, let's just move on. I get it. I saw it. I'm sorry. It's done. Well, I don't feel anything. We're okay now. You should be okay. And you're like, uh, I have a lot of feelings still. I'm like, well, you shouldn't. I get it. We're fine. What's that song? It's like, it's better to feel pain than nothing at all. I do not know that one. Is it like Bon Bon Iver? (laughs) It's better to feel pain than nothing at all. 
but that's I don't know great. how to sing. You I mean, guys. that's great. That yeah, that's and it's hilarious. like that's what that was about. Yeah. It's like it is better, like healthier. It's definitely it's healthier, healthier to feel the pain than nothing at yeah. all. And we yeah. think it's the opposite. And yeah. it's like feeling that pain and sitting in that discomfort is your liberator. And that's why when you look at the themes of consciousness, you're going to see above overwhelm is facing loss and grief mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. grieving. Yeah, I was trying to skip that. Yeah, or avoid it at least. Just yeah, trying to avoid it. Bypass, yeah. Trying to bypass it. For sure. 100%. That was my approach. I think a lot of people can relate to those coping strategies. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, I think, with overwhelm. This has been a, mm-hmm. a really consistent theme of consciousness in, in my wounding um, that I constantly have to reconcile overwhelm and i think fear mm-hmm. are the two ones that i just can easily slip into if i'm not careful mm-hmm. and uh, with me with overwhelm i think it comes down to survival mm-hmm. and when it says like age and appropriate responsibilities like immediately yes um my mom we already talked about this so many times on the podcast was a drug addict my dad has alcoholism and well, and most importantly, they weren't around really because she was incapacitated or at work and then he worked nights. So then he wasn't really around and their schedules were flipped and someone yeah. was always sleeping and no one was really. So I just and wanna, I was the only child. Yeah. And I just want to paint that because yeah. that's really where I see it coming from is like basically a lot of the time you're just left alone. I was alone which a lot. i can't even fathom i was home alone a lot with my mom but she was incapacitated, incapacitated on drugs and uh, or in her room in a room on her yeah. inner bed and she was very ill my whole life yeah. my dad worked nights so i'd get home from school he would leave and then it would just be me and my mom mm-hmm. and i had to take care of her a lot because she wasn't capable of taking care of herself and the irony is of the story is that that was her life with her mom and it, it's been like a generational thing that I'm, I'm hoping I'm a cycle breaker and I'm breaking the cycle and uh, doing differently. But it's been a generational thing of the women in my life raising their mothers, basically becoming mm. becoming the mother to their mother. And uh, me and my yeah. mom have a great relationship now. But and she tells me even I just went and saw her for Mother's Day. But she she tells me it's so funny when you're here because when you're here, you are like I am to Nana, to her mom. She's like, I have to mother my mom and then you mother me. And it's like, it's so backwards in our family the mm-hmm. way that the women are. And I think that from immediately from being a child, I felt a lot of responsibility. For your parents. Yeah, for my parents. And I felt a lot of responsibility, especially for my mom. Mm-hmm. And like my mom got clean and off drugs because I had such an immense responsibility for helping her get clean. Like I became neurotic about she can't live like this like someone's got to do something so when i like got into my 20s i was like i'm gonna get her help i'm gonna save her like i'm gonna take yeah, on you, this you, responsibility you did, like, of healing a raw my mom. food journey with her for like a year yeah. yeah and um so that that whole theme is like one for me and when i get i get triggered into hopelessness and overwhelm by usually root chakra stuff like yeah. safety security money finances like home Um, taking care of basic needs taking care of basic needs is an overwhelming topic for me yeah it stresses me out to the point of nervous system shutdown yeah i think the biggest one trigger for you i've noticed is around security and money and 
as we've talked about it over the years, you know, it really was a large part because your dad would always share with you, this is a good age and appropriate conversation, for example, is he would share with you his financial stresses with you as a kid and it fucked you up and it made you very aware never feel secure because you'd be yeah. like we could lose the house or i'm I gonna lose, lose my, my job. job and you were like i'm eight <laughs> like i don't want to know that yeah yeah uh, so now as an adult i have this hyper vigilance yeah of, you're like super i have to be it. so responsible i have to take care of the money i have to make sure that we're safe and secure and it's like now and then you're an entrepreneur which is like the most like unstable type of career but i became an entrepreneur because i think it gave me a false sense of control sure like i'm not going to go work for somebody else because if i go work for somebody else like i'm never going to be safe and secure i need to like ensure my survival and so like i need to take care of myself and like and you know what i pick up on just now as you were saying that too is it probably also was a result of hearing your dad always say i could get fired i could get fired yeah. i could lose it so then you probably subconsciously were like well fucked out like i don't want to i don't even want to have to worry about someone being able to get rid of my income or career so i'm just going to take it for my like i'm going to create my own so that i don't have to have that paranoia like he had his yeah, whole life but then the irony is then i worry about it every single day of my yeah. life just <laughs> because like it. it's all inner work and it's not the <laughs> external thing yeah and so no matter what my circumstances or conditions are like now we we are financially sound more than we've ever been we're safe secure responsible and that is still a temptation in my mind constantly to feel like overwhelmed by like it's never enough yeah and just like i guess in a sense like there's a lot of fear there which is a different theme but Mm -hmm. when i get triggered into overwhelm it's like it's more so I start to feel out of my league. Mm-hmm. Like I can't keep up on everything. I can't handle everything. I can't do it. I can't do what it takes. Like I don't have the energy or the consistency to be able to like take care of myself. And that, and like I said, it's root chakra stuff. It's not even just finances. It's like my health too. It's like, totally like be exercise make money do your business like be like have a clean diet like yeah there's like all the regiment like, of being healthy i feel wealthy. overwhelmed yeah. by yeah. like existing yeah and so when i get into that state i lay in bed and i shut down well, i i can't even move an interesting observation of you and i was thinking in my story too we both kind of done this is it's like you'll show up very overcompensating and you'll be like, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll do, I'll it, do all. it. I'll do it all. I'll do it all. And then you'll spread yourself so thin that then you'll eventually break. Yeah. Because this is what the overcompensator does. You, you'll break eventually, which then will swing you into avoiding. And then you'll say, I don't want to see any of it. I don't care about any of it. I guess I'm just going to lay in bed. It's yeah. pointless, whatever. You're going to have to do it all because I can't do anything. Well, and so it's like these like swings. And I'm always um, at the core of that trigger that I want to make sure we go over. But go ahead. I was going to say, me saying... I need you to do things for me mm-hmm. that has been really helpful because yeah. for like the first time in my life, it's like, Oh, I have a partner. Yeah. Like you can help. Yeah. What was our joke? We always say, <laughs> hey, like, hey, you, Hey, you, it was like, Oh, Hey, you, you can, I, I think Ashley was like <laughs> in the tub or like, I don't know, or maybe you were going to the bathroom. I don't know. I realized, but it was funny. You realized like I could give you the towel or the toilet paper or something. I think you were it like, was toilet oh, paper. Oh, hey, I have a partner here. Like Wait. you're in the house. Hey, you. Oh, oh my gosh. I just realized you're here. I could you hand me that? I do think I was on the toilet and I think it was the first time I realized because I don't have siblings. 
So it was the yeah. first You're time not used to someone else I realized that I didn't have to strategize how I was going to get my poopy butt off the toilet <laughs> and get the toilet paper, <laughs> that there was another person that I could ask to help me. And I like that clicked and I was like, hey, you. Hey, you. Because I was you like, grab me some yeah. toilet paper. And I like learned to ask yes. for assistance yes. and like learning to ask for assistance. That's his theme. I mean, I probably. I probably overindulge in it now. It's like the best thing ever. I'm like, hey, you, can you give me that? Can you turn off the light? Can you turn on the fan? Can you, can you bring me that? Can you bring me a cup of water while you're up? It was a hilarious (laughs) moment because it was like the first time you ever realized that someone was there. Yeah. Like in a weird way. And it was so like funny because you could tell that I, it like clicked in my head for, and now it's been like a joke. It's like, hey, you. Yeah, we were laughing hysterically about it. Like, because you were like, I just realized I could ask you to grab that for me. Oh my gosh. And so now it's like, hey, you, can you like help with like um, making sure our business is stable and like look at the bank and stuff because it's overwhelming and like I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah Yeah. so it so okay so this is good that you brought this up naturally too is what so what i noticed is yeah i was at the core of of this trigger for you because when i would go frolic and like go work outside (laughs) and plant in the and like work on the property and be like chopping down trees and doing like just random shit you'd be like i'm I'm just happy as a glam like woohoo like life's great that's actually frolicker yeah he can frolic in the yard like i could disappear into the jungle all day frolic long and sing on the and he yeah. can like play with the give fairies. me like yard tools and i'll be gone all day and the gnomes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know about the fairies gnomes, yeah, you but, can. but the chainsaws and like you could frolic and, like, lawnmowers and all that okay yeah, i guess we have a different vision of <laughs> i think you're describing yourself <laughs> So of what it looks like to play in the yard, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> he's like out there being all masculine, chainsawing, and I'm like, he's out there frolicking, frolicking with, with the, the fairies, fairies and the gnomes. <laughs> like he's cutting down. The he's trees. like, when I had all this shit, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's a lumberjack, and I'm like, he's out there frolicking with the fairies and the gnomes. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so when I'm frolicking, <laughs> with no, the when fairies you're masculinely gnomes, chainsawing. Yeah, so when I'm out there, um, that's what would trigger you, is because or like when I would go surfing too much, and I'd be like surfing all the time. Anytime I'd be having a lot of fun, yeah, that's when you would get triggered because essentially it would remind your subconscious like I have no one else is, is looking out for you. You're on your own. Matt's not paying attention. He's out there having fun, which means he's not looking for the next threat. And again, that's going to be more of the fear topic when we yeah. get to it. But the point is, this is definitely what would trigger us is because I would or trigger you because I would just be having a good time. And ironically for overwhelm, the point, of, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because there might be other people out there that can relate when you have this wound and your partner doesn't your you partner alone. yeah you feel alone and your partner might be like what's your fucking problem we're fine we're fine and they might be trying to have a good time they might be like playing around like like i was they might just want to be like they might be perfectly Chilling. chill and they just think everything's fine but their their ease and their chill and their comfort stresses actually you stresses you out because you're currently feeling overwhelmed yes. and they're just like not seeing that yes and they're like kind of oblivious yes. to the amount of overwhelm yes. or like load you're carrying yes and then you feel like a burden for having to pull them into your burden. Like yes. it's like actually, and then I would pull the curtain back and be like, all this needs to get done. And you would be like, what the, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how did you not know? And it's like, yeah, then that, I get overwhelmed. Then I would feel like <laughs> I don't want to pull you into the burden because then that's yeah. going to make it even more stressful. Yeah. And so it's easier to just 
handle it myself or hide or hide until i can do it again okay so this is a fantastic real life relationship example i think most people can relate to and so let's keep let's keep building off this as we wrap up we'll kind of move into the healing now we always are like all right babe we're gonna do a podcast and it's gonna be 30 minutes yeah 30 minutes and then it's like it's one hour later yeah it's it's too it's too important of information we can't just be like okay that was it good luck okay so let's we're gonna wrap up though the healing now let's see if we can knock yeah. this out i think you guys get it you all relate you can see we've all been there you can see the two sides how you do this you can see how this could play out avoid and overcompensating all right so here was the healing for us is and we'll keep running with this example because this one's really good and i think the most relatable so here's what tends to happen the partner who's overwhelmed when they're like hey you're stressing me out to the partner who is not overwhelmed the first thing is the ego of the person who's not overwhelmed is going to get offended and feel like what what the what is your problem we're fine you're weird you're tripping like what's your deal you have issues why you always gotta have a problem problem? these are kind of all the things that i felt and said and maybe did or whatever or projected onto her because for me i was just like from my perspective i'm like you're crazy like we're totally fine we're better than we've ever been blah 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 whatever my my thing is the point is i'm confused and i don't understand why she's so stressed and so to save you that endless (laughs) arguing and going in circles and driving a wedge between you what i had to learn was even if i felt secure my work is not to join her in the chaos and yes. insecurity and the hopelessness. No, 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 no. Because then we wouldn't be able to ever get really out. Never we'd get both out. be in it. Stay, that's fine if I want to stay calm, chill, and secure and playful. But it doesn't mean that I can't act like hers isn't real. Yeah. This is like inner work one-on-one in a relationship. You have to validate your partner's wound in their theme without you're not that doesn't mean you're condoning it and agreeing with it and like getting sucked into the hole with them you're just agreeing it that just you means, feel overwhelmed yes. it's like yes yes like regardless of if you think they should be overwhelmed yes that's great that's our cat grayson, grayson scratching on as his always. scratch post where he is supposed to scratch so good boy dropping it on the podcast job not scratching on the couch and scratching your scratch posts so you feel that it's feeling the validation of, hey, I understand you're feeling overwhelmed and you're stressed. Yeah. And instead of getting in an argument of you should or shouldn't and getting into a logic battle of why or why not, whatever, the most important thing in this particular situation that I had to learn was to just say, hey, I get it. You are feeling overwhelmed. And then one of the things that really helped in the beginning is a practical tool is I'd be like, let me get out a list and let me write down what, what's going on. He still and does then, it. Yeah, I still do this because this is especially what I do during her cycle because her overwhelm pretty much happens every month also because when her hormones drop in her premenstrual and her fall time of the month, uh, she just hormonally feels overwhelmed. Yeah, because I'm going down in her hormones. Her testosterone's my dropping. Coming, my period's coming. She's feeling more vulnerable. And then it's like... I'm slowing down, but life isn't. Yes. And so this is like basically when you need to tap out yes. and like you do need help from family, yeah. friends, support, partner, or whoever, yep. colleague or whatever, because you 
your body literally is changing changing its energy on you it's like whoa i'm fading i'm fading i'm fading and so it's like yeah so we get monthly practice it's so nice that we have this awareness now of my cycle being a woman and that we work together and that we are cyclically aware in our work life that you're able to be like yeah i get it like your hormones are totally like dropping like of course you feel overwhelmed you don't feel as strong as you did last week yeah in my summer in my ovulation or in my spring in my uh pre-ovulation i have a lot of energy my hormones are super high testosterone's gaining every day i'm like happy and like yeah "Yeah, i can do this i have so much energy and then it's like that probably wouldn't overwhelm me if those because i can handle it and then it's like in my premenstrual my hormones i can't handle the same amount of things yes yes and so because we work together we really saw this and learned this on a whole other level but any relationship even if you guys don't work together you'll still probably recognize this in you know helping with the kids or chores around the house yeah anybody who has a cycle goes through this yeah so so we a lot of so we do this monthly but this was a really cool tool that i found a lot of success with is in order to show that i'm listening and validate i would be like hey let me write everything down so that you can see that it's documented and you're not alone that alone and psychologically that alone would like, just like calm her nervous system so whether fast. or not he can actually do all those things or we even can get to all those things the fact that they're accounted for yes and eventually and they're not only in your head they will be handled and so here's actually a life hack this is the the list is that even if you don't have a partner and or this is something that you can't rely on other people for and you're just overwhelmed in your life okay for example this even happened with you matt with the yard mm-hmm. you he gets overwhelmed with his i get overstimulated like the ch- chores like he's like oh, i do this in yeah. the yard i need to cut I get these over trees. overstimulated when by am i gonna be able to cut the grass or like whatever and Yuck. i would be like hey why don't you just schedule it because if you schedule it, then you won't have to carry it today. It's when you don't know when you're going to do something yeah. or if you're going to do something that you're overwhelmed. So the two hacks are, one, try just accounting for it in a big to-do list. Like yes. we have a big clipboard with just like random to-do list or I use Asana online and I have these buckets of to-do lists. So account for it by writing it down somewhere. Yeah. That alone can alleviate so much pressure because you'll be like, okay, I wrote it down. I will handle this later and I don't have to carry it around in my head. Yeah. The second, if that doesn't alleviate it, schedule it. Be like next week on Tuesday, I will deal with this. For example, I needed to get health insurance. It's like just hanging in the head, health insurance, health insurance, like these overwhelming amount of lists. It's like, just put it on the calendar and on that day, that's when you'll look at it. Because if you don't account for it that way, you'll just keep wondering when you're going to get around. And that creates unnecessary overwhelm because you how many things are floating in your head yeah. that you're just waiting for. When am I going to get to that? When am I going to get to that? It's yeah. like, and they keep account po- for it, yeah, and schedule they keep, it. <laughs> and they'll keep popping up as if you forgot them, which then will spike your stress again. It'll spike your cortisol because you'll be like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I got to do that. Oh, that. I got to do that, that too. Remember that. And it's like, yeah. guys, write it down or schedule it. Yeah. I guarantee you, even the stupidest thing, like call, making a doctor, schedule yourself to make a doctor's appointment. Be like, okay, tomorrow at 12 p.m., I'm going to call and schedule that. Yeah. Like put it in your calendar because then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, so these two things were huge um, as far as this particular one. This is the most practical way to really work through this theme is you're, you're taking account of everything that needs to get done. Sorry, I'm a little allergenic because Grayson dropped in. Um, <laughs> we so are highly, allergic, highly to cats, allergic to cats. And, and we, we have, love cats. And 
they came into our life and now we love them we and love we them can't get rid of them now but we are cat people and we are cat people like but we are we have an allergic. affinity for cats yeah but i think it's because we have a cat parasite that goes into your brain and it makes you obsessed with cats because it's like their parasite wants to ensure their survival so like then the owners get the parasite and then we become obsessed with them have you guys heard of that yeah this is ash's Special Side, interest. Uh, special interest hyperfixation. Okay, but back, which is <laughs> But I'm happy I have the <laughs> parasite because I really love them and I don't want to not love them. Okay, let's get back to the topic of this though. <laughs> so we're trying to wrap up. This is why this is why we go so long. We have so much fun. Okay, so we we make the list. You keep account of everything. You also go ahead and and just like ash said even though you can't do all of it right now you at least know i will get to this and you can schedule it what's up i am ready to tell you guys all the solutions all the solutions yeah so we can wrap it up still within one hour okay go ahead all right here's the solutions and then obviously ob you need to read the inner workbook is one um account for the things like matt said oh it's their dinner time it's their That's dinner why. time the cats are coming okay, okay let's do this number two is you need to reach out for help so whether that's mm -hmm. ask your partner, ask a parent, ask a friend, ask a sibling, you need to admit to somebody that you're overwhelmed in your life and you need assistance. And again, even if that's a higher power and like prayer, like prayer, God, I can't do like this. I, can't I need do help. This. Send and me allow a sign, send me to be an idea. Even if that's hiring people, yep. hiring help, hiring a babysitter, hiring somebody to help you take care of your landscaping yeah, if, yeah if, i had to do that literally is there like, a way that the lawn mowing the lawn was stressing yeah. me out and overwhelming me i needed is there to someone you can hire to help you in your business yeah. if if are you blocking yourself from asking for help in some yep. way and yep. what would happen if you just asked for help would would the cost make up for it and the yes. amount of stress it would save you yes. that has been one of the biggest things for us it's like yes. yeah it's more money but like the amount of like insanity that it saves me is yes. so worth it yes so um ask for help secondly or thirdly is you have to allow yourself to feel so yep. again overwhelm is like that frozen state of bearing it all and like freezing or like gritting through and just biting the bullet you actually need to let yourself break. So you need to cry, you need to scream, you need to throw a tantrum, you need to like move your body. You need to break. You need to let yourself break and have that moment of feeling like how overwhelming your circumstances is because that flood of emotion is like lifting the dam like that will start a river. Yeah. And that river of water is life. Like feeling is healing. You need to break the, the dam and you need to let the, the river of emotion flow because you have to trust and listen to this that when you let yourself feel it will lead you to the next thing it will lead you will know what to do because you finally yep. got in tune with your intuition and your body yep. and your feelings you don't know what to do and you can't solve any of this because you are cut off from wisdom when you're in overwhelm and you're frozen you are not attuned you can't receive you're not able to and our emotions are really just teachers they're trying to teach us something and so if you don't feel them that'd basically be be like saying i don't want to i don't want to know which direction to go i don't want to learn anything i want to just be stuck in this shit so by being able to let yourself feel you're also you're also letting yourself learn what direction you need to take next and when you said that let the river of emotion flow the river in and what came to my mind when you were saying that is the river is change 
it's change whereas hopelessness and overwhelm is a dam stuck. which that means no change which also means no relief it means no relief it means nothing's going to get fixed either yeah. so because we're so scared of the unknown we say well i'd rather just stay stuck in this known hell than rather move into an unknown heaven and so it's like in this case it's an unknown emotion that i don't really want to feel and now we got the second cat in here scratching. And the, the last thing is that if you if you if with reach out for help, here are some other ways you can reach out for help. You can listen to podcasts like this. You can listen to affirmations. When I was in a really dark space of overwhelm and depression, mm -hmm. I, w I couldn't even get out of bed. I would put on insight timer in the bed and yep. I would just listen to these meditations and affirmations and i would let them talk to me and yes. i would just sit there and receive you gotta receive yes. when you're in overwhelm so watch something uplifting yes. listen to music yes. go into nature and let nature give to you it's like yes overwhelm is like reach out for help even if that's reaching out to nature and jumping in the river or laying in the grass yep. and get it, letting the sun give to you it's like you are in that state of numbness or catatonia. It's like, I can't do anything but receive. Yes. And so receive exactly. everything you can. Receive the nature, receive the music, receive the positive affirmations, receive the podcast, receive whatever. Everything that Listen to an audio book. Yeah. Anything, anything that, anything that uplifts you. you. Just let yourself just receive it. And eventually you're going to, it's like, it's kind of weird to say, but like vampiring, it's like you have to get energy from outside of yourself because yes. you don't have any. You well, don't. Well, your cup is empty. And so that's so why you reach out to another person. Yeah, so you're, you're, in other words, you're saying let it's something external to help fill help your cup. Help fill me up. And yeah. it's like, we normally say in the inner work, like you need to fill up your own cup. You can't like rely on, like if, if you become reliant on uh, external things to fill you up, that could be a detriment. That's not true indefinitely. Yeah, it's There's a time and a place. And if you are in hopelessness, absolutely, you need to reach outside of yourself to get your cup full. You need yes. to reach out to God. You need to reach out to another person. You need a friend. You need nature. You cannot fill up your own cup. And admitting that and knowing that is like the gateway to your healing. Yeah. And so read the inner workbook for more. There's a whole section there on overwhelm and hopelessness. We're going to have a yoga class for you this week filmed by Matt on getting into your feelings and receiving, um, mm. receiving hit. He's going to talk to you. He's going to uplift you and you're going to barely have to do anything. It will be restorative and you'll just receive and listen and, and get into your feelings and just let yourself feel. And obviously there's this podcast episode and, in the Facebook group, I'll also share a YouTube video talk on getting yourself out of hopelessness there as well. So mm -hmm. you can have all these different resources um, to help you. Okay. And then as we're going through the themes in this series, this will then naturally lead us into the next one, which is to move into those feelings of grief, loss, and just overall all these emotions of dis these uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. So next week we'll get into feeling sadness, mm -hmm, feeling mm -hmm. grief, uh, and, and allowing it loss. to create that transformation that we were prefacing today. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. This was a great conversation. We almost met our goal of 30 minutes because... <laughs> <laughs> We only I was shooting for an hour, so I would say we are only four <laughs> minutes over my realistic target of an hour. Thanks, y'all. We love you. Love Namaste. you so much. Namaste. Namaste.